Are you sick and tired of not being seen by the right people or more people or both on social media? I see this happening to so many of you smart and talented folks out there. And quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of it. So I know you must be too. What if I told you that I have something that can help you stand out, learn social media marketing skills at your convenience, and be supported by like-minded, badass business owners? Guess what? I do. (laughs) Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that I created to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have fun on social media. Not only is my membership packed full of value with monthly live trainings, monthly guest speakers, design templates, and caption copy templates, but it's full of go-getters just like you. We are truly becoming a family and are rising up together. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com right now. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity to be a part of something so special. On today's show, we are going to talk some business. I have a fabulous guest. The one and only Lisa Rigoli is here to talk about lead generation during your launch, and she has so much good information to share, but we are also going to talk a little personal because the one and the only, the loving, the funny, the incredible Bob Saget has passed away, and I want to share with you my personal thoughts and my connection to Bob and just take a moment to honor him. So here we go. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 117. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Thank you so much for being here today for another episode. I feel so thankful for this experience with you. You know I love making this show, and I'm so happy to be here for yet another episode. Um, all right, let's dive in. Look, we're gonna we're gonna talk business here in a few minutes. I have a really great guest, Lisa Regoli, is on the show, and she is talking lead generation 101. She's really really helpful with your sales process, and you you know using Instagram really to help you do your thing. That's her specialty is um, nurturing leads and um, and really making that process work for you and your business and really attract people in that want to buy your thing and what you got to do with that and the whole shebang. So stay tuned for Lisa coming up in just a few minutes. Before we dive into the business talk today, though, um, I have to take a few minutes and honor Bob Saget. I'm recording this episode on Monday, January 10th. So right now as I'm speaking, it's the day after he passed away. And if you follow me on social media, you know how much I love Bob Saget. Um, If you know me personally, you know even more how much I love Bob Saget. And I shared a post, so if you want to go back and look on my Instagram or even on my personal Facebook profile, you can find the post from last week. Uh, I posted the night that he had died. My little story just I thought I would share because I think when someone passes away, as humans, we share stories. We tend to do that, right? We share stories about that person. And I think it's a beautiful thing to do. And um, my story is interesting because – I, I'm not like besties with Bob, although I like to think I am, but I'm not. Um, so basically, if you didn't read my, my post, it, I, I was just saying that I have a deep, deep love for Full House. And then later, of course, Fuller House. Yes, 
I watched both. Um, I also have a deep love for Candace Cameron Bure. That's a whole other topic. Uh, but if you know me, you know how much I love those television shows. And as a child, um, as a performer since the age of three, uh, dancer and got into acting as I got older and theater and, and, and a little bit of film and television and so on and so forth, you know, um, I, I looked at Full House in a different way from what other viewers did. I looked at it like, wait a minute. These young girls on this show are like getting paid to be on the show. They're actors. Like I was old enough to like, you know, grasp the whole idea. And I thought it was the most fucking fantastic thing I'd ever seen or heard of in my life. And they're, you know, uh, girls that I felt connected to that were similar to me. Um, and I just couldn't believe that like in real life, these girls were actors and that this was their life and they were getting to be on television and have fun and be on this show that was so special and funny and meaningful to so many people. So that was my perspective of Full House. And it really sparked my initial desire to um, want to be a successful television star. It's interesting. My journey as a performer and as an actor, you may have heard me say this before, is that um, a lot of my uh, desire ha had been in television. I really wanted to be on television. A lot of people will say, oh, you dream of being a movie star. That's what a, that's a lot of people, that's a thing, right? But for some reason, even though, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't going to say no to a movie either. And I didn't. <laughs> I did do a few films back in the day. But the thing is, is that something about television, something about that sitcom, something about that feeling that watching a show like Full House gave me um, started a desire that has gone on my entire life. Um, so it was really special. Plus, I just love the show. It was a really great show. And whenever it came back as the reboot, Fuller House, on <clears throat> excuse me, on Netflix, whatever year that was, um, maybe that was 2017-ish, 2018. Ugh. Anyway. I was just like, I was so fucking excited. I can't even like, I so excited. It was everything. Our entire family watched it. Me and Ryan and the kids, we watched every single episode together. Um, you know, I explained to my children the deal, like the history of it all and how it used to be Full House and now it's Fuller House and it's this new thing and um, how special it was to me and they loved it. And it was just this really special family activity. So fast forward a little bit. And I was in a clubhouse room and this really cool gal named Kelly um, comes into the room. <coughs> Excuse me. This is uh, almost a year ago. Wow. Almost a year ago. And um, I was like, oh, this, this chick's cool. And I saw that her, the name on her account was Eat Travel Rock. So I was like, oh, definitely a cool chick. She likes to eat. She likes to travel. She likes music. I mean, this is my girl. And so I um, was able to meet her there in Clubhouse and then over on Instagram. But, you know, <laughs> when I found out that Kelly Rizzo was married to Bob Saget, um, the, the little girl in me was – quite excited to say the least. Um, I thought, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. I have met this cool chick and I'm finding out that she's also married to Bob Saget. This man who he and his, his co-stars meant so like what they represented with the show meant so much to me, sparked the biggest, coolest desire of my life, right? crazy. And now through the magic of social media, how many fucking times do I need to tell all of you how magical social media is, right? I've met Kelly, this incredible girl who happens to be married to him. Like, what is this? It was crazy is what it was. So um, I did I did go ahead and break the ice and mention her that I'm bit of a full and fuller house fan uh, without sounding like a total psycho, I hope. Um, <laughs> 
And she and I were just friendly on social media. And what she's built in Eat Travel Rock is actually really quite fantastic. You should definitely go check out Eat Travel Rock. Um, And she's just so good on camera. She's so smart. She's very talented. She really has a lot lot going on in that show and in her – production company as well. So anyway, so, you know, being friendly with Kelly, um, uh, led to long story short, uh, them graciously inviting Ryan and I to come to Bob's show in Houston in June of 2021. And, um, Kelly was going to be with him, which was perfect. Cause I mean, how often do you get to meet your social media friends in person? Like barely ever. It was very exciting. And, um, to get to see Bob's show, I mean, come on, give me a break. It was, you know, a dream come true. So we did, uh, we went to the show and, um, we were able to meet, uh, Bob after I was able to meet Kelly during the show and she sat with me. So it was really, really cool to sit, um, beside the spouse of the comic on stage during the show. You see what I'm saying? It was an interesting perspective, the way that she responded to his show and, um, maybe, you know, the little jokes that he made about the two of them and things. It was really, it was really quite cool. So anyway, so because, uh, we know, we knew how much, um, Bob loved cigars. Ryan went to one of his favorite local cigar shops and got a few cigars for Bob um, as just a gift from one cigar lover to another, I guess. (laughs) And when we got to go backstage and meet him after the show, Ryan gave him those cigars. And the look on his face, I mean, you would have thought that we handed him a block of gold. He was so genuinely excited and and grateful and so sweet. In fact, I think he said that it was so sweet of Ryan um, whenever he handed him that gift. It was really, really – it was just the most precious thing, these two grown men having this really um, cool exchange with cigars. And the way that – the way that – I learned that Bob is through this that short time in that green room and and through getting to know his wife Kelly and and really grasping him as a human being is exactly the way that I imagined that he would be. Um it makes me so emotional. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I, it may, it, maybe it's not, but it feels a little crazy because it's not like we were besties. Like I said, I wish we were, but we weren't. But I feel so sad. And it's, you know, it, it's truly, it's truly a loss to us that are still here. When um, someone like Bob or Bob passes away, it's a loss here on earth. It really is. Uh, What a beautiful person he was. He was so kind to us, and I saw him greet some other people after we left, and he was super kind and loving to them. Um, Kelly and Bob as a couple are just – they were just – one of the the coolest, sweetest couples we've ever met. And just as you would hope that he would be, you and want him to be is, is exactly what he was and, and more. And when I started reading all of the tweets on Twitter um last night, the the night that he died dead, January 9th, 2022, from all the people that actually, you know, really personally knew him, they said the exact same things that I was thinking, which proves that this is a human being that um, is really being their true authentic self to anyone and everyone, whether it was one of his best friends or someone like me that met him for a little bit. And that's really special. That's really, really special. So I, I am, I'm so incredibly thankful 
for that experience that we had with them back in June of 21. I'm so thankful for um, his work. Uh, I, he's much more than than full house, but I'm not going to discount the full house factor because for me personally, that's that's the big, big, big deal to me. And um, it really matters to my life, the work that they did on that show and that he did and um and getting to go and see him on stage and and um and have that moment with Ryan and with Kelly and, and everything. Um so you can listen to Kelly Rizzo on this show. She was a guest last year in August um back on episode 95 so that you can learn more about Eat Travel Rock, her company and her show. Um it's really good stuff that she's doing. Really fun content, really interesting stuff. She's an incredible cook. She's um, so knowledgeable when it comes to travel and all the things. So please definitely go check out episode 95 of the Social Sunshine Podcast to listen to Kelly. And um, thank you for listening to me talk about this. Um, let Let us do our best when someone passes away that we have a connection to or that we care about or that we love. And let us take that experience and fuel some fuel inspiration to us to really live life the best we can and to really seize the, the moment. And I know we've all heard that message a million times, you know, cherish it, you never know. But are you actually doing that? I mean, I am sometimes. I think I'm good at it for the most part. But I don't want to, I don't want to miss a single moment if I can. I want to have the gratitude and the zest for life and the, the, the excitement and the the joy and the love for as many fucking moments as I possibly can. And I know you do too. And I know life is hard and it's hard to always, you know, do that shit. But let's try harder. Let's all try harder. Live life. Go for the things you want to go for. If it's tugging at your heart, it's tugging at it for a reason. And since you're here and we talk about social media so much, remember what I tell you. It's an opportunity. All of that shit that happened with Bob last year for me happened because of social media. All of it. One of, one of the coolest experiences of my life because of that. Because I decided to show up on social media. And I, I have this personal brand and I, I show my face and I get out there and I meet people and I make this a part of my regular life. That's why that happened. So throw out all the bullshit that some negative Nancy is telling you about social media and throw out all of the fucking self-doubt and all the shit you're worried about. Oh, I'm going to look dumb on camera and shit like that. Toss all of that crap out the window and recognize it for the opportunity that it is. It can, it can be a vehicle to deliver you to your dreams, your goals, your destiny. You can literally get on your smartphone and connect with people across the world and make really cool shit happen in your life and in your business. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? All right. Okay. Uh, one last thing before we get to Lisa. Um, I want to share with you, if you didn't already see this on social media or my emails, um, that I extended the special offer for Small Biz Social Society enrollment. Um, it was originally ending back on January 7th where he, the, the special offer, by the way, in case you don't know, is that if you join my mastermind membership, Small Biz Social Society for $18 a month, that um, you get an exclusive invite to a bonus group training session with me for new members only. 
that's happening on January 24th. And that originally was going to expire on January 7th, that that offer. You had to join by January 7th. But I have extended it because I know um, there were more people that joined after and that want to still join this month in January to, you know, the beginning of the new year, kick things off really well for your social media and your online marketing for your business and your brand. And I thought, Golly, so many people are wanting in right now because of the price reduction in the beginning of the year and how fantastic this community is. We got to extend this offer. So it's extended. You can get this offer all the way until Friday, January 21st. Is it 21st? Shit. Let me look at the calendar. Did I say that wrong? No. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So enroll in Small Biz Social Society by Friday, January 21st, and you're going to get it for $18 a month, and you're going to get that exclusive invite to that bonus group coaching session that's happening on January 24th with me for new members only. So it's exclusive just to you. Nobody nobody else can get in and participate in this call, just new members only, and it's going to be a really great coaching session where we're going to talk about my top tips for social media in 2022 and you'll be able to ask questions and meet everybody and all this stuff. So it's going to be really fabulous. Go to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll right now. All right, that's it. That's it for my chat with you. Thank you for listening. Um, my prayers and love go out to Bob's wife and Bob's family and friends and um, and to all my fellow Full House lovers, um, big group hug. Big, big, big group hug. All right, coming up next is my guest, Lisa Rigoli. Today's guest is an HR director for a Fortune 500 healthcare company, Instagram mentor, wife, and mom of two girls. For seven years, she has been juggling the corporate and side business life and is dedicated to sharing her experiences and frameworks to show you how to build your online presence even if you don't have thousands of followers and a fun fact, a really fun fact. This is one of my most favorite fun facts of all of the fun facts of all the guests is that she married her childhood best friend. They didn't date growing up. They lost touch after high school, but then they found each other years later where on MySpace, <laughs> they got married in Greece and streamed it live on Facebook for their guests to watch. Welcome to the social sunshine podcast, Lisa Rigoli. The- I'm obsessed with that story. I was re- I was like writing out your intro this morning and I'm like, what? MySpace? It's Isn't that crazy? Social, like it, social media magic. Agreed. And I feel like I'm even dating myself and age-wise because MySpace was like the thing for us. Like it was before, it was pre-Facebook. Yes. And it was so cool. Like I've, I always tell people, I loved MySpace. Whenever I realized like the deal, when I really understood it, I was like, this is so cool. Are you right. kidding me? We're just going to like put stuff out here and just anybody sees it. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, yes, that's how it works, Brittany. Um, <laughs> I love it. So what a sweet story. So Thank y'all, you. y'all did not date whenever y'all were younger. We dated each other's friends growing up. We were like hung in the same social circle, if you will, but never crossed paths in that way. Like, did I think he was cute? Did he think I was cute? Yes, but it never crossed that line ever. Uh, So it's kind of crazy that our paths just happened to cross and you're definitely meant to be. Oh, that is so (laughs) sweet. I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, What does he think about your Instagram life? (laughs) So it's so crazy because a lot of people don't know this, but before I publish anything or post anything online, he's typically my copywriter. Like he'll double check everything. And like, he supports me in that lens, but he, he does not have a Facebook account. He does not have an Instagram account. He doesn't, he doesn't like it at all. Like that's just not his thing. So it feels so crazy that I am so like, I'm in love with it. Right. Like I love being on Instagram, but he's like, really your phone's out again. Oh, are we doing this for Instagram? And he'll even (laughs) have a little voice that he imitates where he will say, Oh, are you doing this for your 1 million thousand followers? (laughs) (laughs) But he is not on social media at all. So so I guess that um, I was going to say MySpace ruined him, I guess. Um, (laughs) he, He was like, okay, actually maybe he just got what he needed. He's like, I got a woman out of the deal. I'm good to go moving on not going to press it no more social media for me <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that's hilarious i love that um so I, before we start talking because we're going to talk about um everybody lisa is fabulous talking about 
launches and well, all things launches, obviously, but we're going to talk about nurturing your leads during a launch specifically. But before we do that, I would love for you just to speak to the fact that you do juggle a corporate career and the side hustle. And you have like unapologetically been like, I'm not trying to quit my corporate career right now. I mean, obviously you do what you want later on, but like you're, that's not your whole thing. There's so many people trying to like, um, talk about converting right? <laughs> like, or transitioning from being in corporate world to being a business owner. But it seems like you're just like cool vibing, juggling them. Yeah. Yeah. I am probably that one of the very few that are out there. So if you're, if you're feeling this, please reach out to me, but I'm one of the few that has no desire to leave right now. I truly love the work that I do. I love the people that I'm working with. I just had no longer the desire to climb the corporate ladder. And I wanted just to be smart, which was, I started this eight years ago, of what's what's kind of my cushion, if you will, when I do have an exit plan, how am I setting myself up for success? But in reality, I don't see that happening anytime soon, just because the fact that I am very fortunate enough that I have a boss that supports me. Like I share this often. I have a boss and I've had previous bosses that have been my clients. I have my current boss supports my side business. She's like, what do I need to do to help make sure that you feel invested in it? So to me, it's like almost it's almost silly to walk away from that. If I'm not hating my situation, Yeah, um, I like more time. I think everyone would love more time. You and I were joking about this before we even hit the play, like the record button, like no matter what season of life you're going to be in, you're always going to be busy. Yep. And right now, this is what I choose. I choose to be busy juggling the day job, the side business and being a fam- uh, being a wife and a mom. I think it's really cool. And it's really unique is because that's not the trendy thing to say. And I think there's so many people that probably feel exactly like you do that may not feel like they have a leader in that space saying what you're saying. Right. I mean, because it's always about, screw that, leave that job, leave that job. And yeah, of course, if you're miserable, leave the damn job. But if you're not, you don't want to, then freaking don't, and don't let everybody influence how, you know, what you should or shouldn't do. You do what's good for you. So I'm glad that you talk about that. I think it's really cool. I don't see anybody else talk about that. Very few that I've interacted with that are like, no, I'm staying to do both. Yeah. It's cool. But it's, it's like you said, busy. There's There's always something to keep us busy. So what, I mean, cause also your girls are young, right? They're one and two, two. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, (laughs) like this, you know, isn't it funny how, like, I don't know if you do this before, like any, you think back to before you had kids, especially just cause it's a whole other form of busy keeping these, uh, little little people, (laughs) but like how you used to be like, I'm so busy. Like I would think, I think that about my pre-mom self, I go, it's so funny. Isn't that cute? I thought I was so busy. (laughs) I thought I had time. I'm like, you weren't busy. You were on the couch eating snacks and watching TV shows every night, like for four hours. (laughs) Sleeping in. I mean, like, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my God, all I had to do was take care of myself and a job and hang out with Ryan. That was a simple life. That was it. Right. That was a simple life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a good life. It's just a crazy life. Um, okay. So let's dive in. Talk to me about this whole thing with, well, you called it lead generation 101. Um, but what does it mean? First of all, hang on, let me back up for just in case somebody's a beginner. What does it even mean to launch? Can you just explain that briefly? Launching is when you want to get a really big cash infusion. So when you're doing a campaign, a campaign is usually when you're like, Hey, I have an open spot for X services and you're bringing people in a launch is when you're like, Hey, I want to bring in a large amount of revenue and bring on a large amount of clients at one portion of time in order to do that successfully, you would have to launch because there's typically some type of uh, urgency generating a open cart, closed cart process. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. I wanted to make that clear for anybody out there that has never done this before. Um, and then do you have just, just like a a couple of like just general launch things I wanted to ask you, do you have opinions on the length of time that a launch is, and does it vary depending upon different situations? 
I have opinion and I will say that there's going to be so many people just like in any industry that are going to give you different timeframes. So what I share is truly my opinion, but I think people should do what's right for them. My opinion is six weeks is a good timeframe to successfully nurture your audience because you're going to have different degrees and where your leads are. And you want to make sure that you're taking them on some type of journey for them to see that, Hey, I do have a problem. I see that you have a solution to, I, I am now ready to take out my credit card. And to me, six weeks has been the sweet spot. I have other peers that are like eight days and I have other peers that are like 10 weeks. So, I mean, it does vary, but I think it's really about if you have enough people that are asking for your services today, then I think you can determine that that timeframe. But for me, six weeks is my sweet spot. Okay. Okay, cool. No, that's good to hear. And it's good to hear you say also sometimes it's going to vary. You got to choose what's, what's good for you. But I feel like even, even if for some reason you wanted to only be selling for a really short period of time, you still need to have like what you're saying, that time to nurture people ahead of, like, you can't just all of a sudden be like, Oh, Hey, (laughs) so for for this weekend, I'm selling my thing and just suddenly bring it up. You've got to, you know, you got to prepare ahead of time. Actually. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for this big cash infusion, you could probably get a couple spots sold if you did that. Yes. But if you're looking for uh, either a big revenue number or multiple people to come in, yeah, you got to take them on a journey. And right. Sure really. Right. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for clarifying that. Cause I think that that's a, that is probably, I don't know if you get asked that a lot. I feel like you might, because that's a big, that's a big one that I've always wondered about. And I've tried different things for my own business. And I don't know, like you said, you just try to figure out what's <laughs> best for you. Yes. But definitely don't just be like, all of a sudden I'm selling some shit and I expect you to just come flocking to me and buying yeah. it without any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's dive into nurturing your leads during a launch again, for someone that's not familiar, what did, what do you mean by that to nurture a lead during a launch? Uh, and the way that I'm going to break it down is I want to make sure that everyone has something that they can kind of sink their teeth into. I treat nurturing the same way I would imagine dating would be like, so no matter what season life in your, that you're in, whether you're dating right now, you're single or you're married, everyone remembers the joys and pains of dating. And for most of us, some of us know the Bumble dating app and the Bumble dating app allows people to create profiles and they allow people to swipe left or right in order to say if they like someone. And then the app lets you say, hey, this person is a mutual, they, they found some type of interest with you. The way the app is designed is that you only have 24 hours to make some type of in, uh, interaction before the connection is lost. I look at Instagram no differently. The second someone comes into your world and you now both have clicked the blue follow button, you're both now following each other, you have a short window to make sure that you are dating them, making them still continue to see you, to see that you're interesting, so that way you don't lose that connection. So when I say nurture these individuals, I, great example, I am very intentional with, I have a cold, warm, and lead list. So sorry, cold, warm, and hot. Right. (laughs) Words are hard for me. I am a mom, a two and a one year old. (laughs) It's fine. You have a pass. (laughs) And I am very intentional with how I date those people when they come into my world. Okay. That's cool. So you have lists. This is, this is the kind of organization I need in my life. (laughs) I'm telling speaking of kids, I'm telling you, I was much more organized. Um, the other part of my life, but anyway, it's fine. Um, so that's cool. Let me just sidetrack for a sec that you have the list. Like you literally have a list with people's names in like your phone, computer, notebook, whatever. And then I guess they shift if they're cold and then you shift it over into warm. That is really, really cool. I've never done that before. That's something I should probably try. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I like where you're going with this. Go well, ahead. Cause I, well, I mean, cause I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm kind of pausing. Cause I'm like, Duh, Brittany. I mean, I've been to trainings and things in years past where that's talked about, but I've never actually done it. And isn't it funny how like just something so simple as that can probably make a world of difference. Right. But a lot of people don't prep. A lot of people don't prep, you know, I would. So I'm going to make sure that you guys know that this is coming from a place of like, I, I haven't been doing this for years. I got to a point where I, again, I have a two and a one-year-old where things started to get busier, where my time started to get even more limited. And I was like, something has to shift. 
I have to change something because what I thought was crazy busy last year, it looks completely different this year. And it's when I realized specifically when it came to my freebies that am I being super intentional with how am I tracking who is opting into my freebies from Instagram and are they cold leads warm leads or hot leads. Let me break it down as an example and we can see where the conversation goes from there. I believe a cold lead is someone that has opted into my freebie who's given me their email address. They haven't actually opened the email. They haven't actually done anything with the freebie, but they've at least said, hey girl, I think you're cute. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I think you're cute. A warm lead to me is someone that's not only given me their email address, they're now actually opening my nurture sequence for that email. They're basically like, not only am I swiping through your pictures on this profile thinking you're cute, I am now trying to figure out how I can date you and get you to notice me. A hot lead is like, hey girl, you've now said um, for me to DM you with this code if I wanna get a discount on your services. That is, that's someone telling me they're interested. So I am that now intentional where I wasn't before, where I am tracking these individuals in those different degrees of temperature. So that way I now know when I'm on Instagram, I'm going to date my cold leads hella differently than I'm going to date my warm leads or my hot leads, because I know exactly where they are in my quote unquote nurture sequence. So that way I'm not coming off too strong to the cold lead, but I'm coming off hella strong to the hot lead. Makes right. Sense. That totally makes sense. Yes. Thank you for breaking that down. And it's, I mean, it's just the, the perfect example of we've, we've all had this happen to us of it being done wrong. Not the way you're talking about is, is whenever somebody just immediately messages somebody on a social media app with just like trying to sell you something immediately, like, just, like immediately. And it's like, well, uh, shit. Like those people, usually I, I try to be nice and I try to be like, um, like, I want to give him like a tip, <laughs> give you some advice. Like it's not the best strategy girl. Um, but yeah. And, and the thing is, is that besides the fact that I think that a lot of people get, you know, annoyed by that just in general, also it's, it's almost impossible to make a decision to buy almost anything all of a sudden like that from a stranger where you haven't warmed anything up. You don't even know a single thing about each other. It's not like you have to know everything, but you got to have something going right. That why do people, people are still doing that all the time. People are still <laughs> doing that because I, I don't know if you would agree. Cause I think you and I have been doing this for quite some time. There was a time yeah. that sales coaches or the industry around how to sell effectively was to be that direct. was to go in hard with the sale pitch. But now we're realizing that people are yearning for community. And the reason why I hone in on this dating analogy so much is because so, so much of this is true and true. If you were on a dating app and someone slid into your, into your, your app DM and said, Hey, just want to know, I want four kids. Is that okay with you? You'd be like, Whoa, Whoa. We haven't even confirmed if we're meeting for coffee yet. And you want to make sure if, how many kids I want. It's no different when you get those creepy or not creepy, the two direct messages that are like, Hey, you want in on my free Facebook group? You're like, Whoa, did you even greet me by my first name? Slow down. Right. And I think it come. it's different when you build relationships right. that people are more apt to take out their credit card because now they know who you are. Now you guys have both agreed that you liked each other. And, right. and over time it becomes natural versus you even having to pitch. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it's, that is hard, right. In general for humans to be patient and to understand that there's a process and you don't get that instant gratification in this process. 99% of the time, you're just not going to, but it so does pay off. Cause I, I years ago before I even started the company I have now, um, had sales coach people say, tell me that kind of thing. Like they, that's what you're right. That's what was taught. I mean, this is probably, I don't know, six years ago or something like that. And I tried it because they told me to, and I trusted the dude Big mistake. and did it. I mean, I, I never really got substantial results. I mean, can you get lucky here or there, but no, it's not anything long-term. And then all of a sudden you're the girl that sent all these random messages and oh, don't want to be that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now looking back, I'm like, oh God, Brittany. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad that you, that you brought that up because it was a very commonly, um, taught thing back in the day. So, okay. So question. So say, what do you think about, hmm, how do I word this? What do you think about like how, 
how your freebie, cause you brought that up having a freebie. And if you're not familiar, at least it just means like, like you have like some sort of free digital download, um, with some sort of valuable information that is relevant to your business. So, you know, if you're a real estate agent, it might be like, uh, get my free download, my top four tips on how to sell your home in 60 days or some shit, whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. And then when people do that, they join your email list simultaneously. And she's talking about a sequence. I just want to make sure just in case someone's a beginner, that that email sequence starts going out because I've talked about this, the magic of email marketing, you can get it all set up ahead of time. So when that person joins your email list, they immediately get the free download. That's great. That's what you promised them. They've got some value. And then they start getting these emails um, that have been planned out ahead of time to help again, nurture them along the way and get them this value and information and get to know you as well. But my question about like this whole process, do you have an opinion on the freebies as far as like how often to change them? Is it just totally depend on the situation? Do you think that you should have multiple at once? Do you have opinions on that whole topic? Because I've heard so many different things about that. Yeah. To me, I believe that you should have one main freebie that is aligned really nicely to your offer. And this is the main freebie that you talk about during your launch process. So during a launch, there's actually three phases. There's the pre-launch, which is your nurture time. So if we're looking at my six weeks time period, it's the four weeks of the six weeks. This is when you're just loving on your audience. The launch period is typically weeks five through six. This is when you're opening the cart doors officially, and then you're closing the cart doors. And then there's the post-launch. So to me, my freebie is what I'm talking about for that four weeks. I'm not talking about other things. If I get invited to podcast, that's the only thing I'm talking about. If I'm doing a speaking event during that time period, that's all I'm talking about. It's the link in my call to action on my Instagram page. Why? Because I don't want to confuse my audience. I'm like, come one, come all to this section. And then I'm now pulling these names from the people that are opting in to then put into my cold, warm and hot lead list. Right. Okay, cool. I love that. That's such good advice. Um, to really focus on that. And that's hard for people to do on social media in general. And I talk to people like, that's why I'm always telling people like focus down on just a few content pillars in general, because it, if you mention 47 different things, to your audience all the time, it's just a lot. And people, and that's just branding and marketing in general, no matter the kind of business, right. You have to have a focus. And even though we are all beautiful individual snowflakes with many, many parts of all of us, you got to, you got to bring it down and you got to have that focus and you're right. Like it's, and it's, I mean, it's, well, in this case, you're saying it's four weeks or six weeks total or whatever. I mean, that's not that long, like focus, get discipline, and then <laughs> maybe let loose after the launch is over and start going back to talking about your housewives or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think to me, it actually reduces the overwhelm of feeling like I yes. need to do something so much. Yes, And if I'm just streamlining it, it just makes my audience be like, I knew you were going to be talking about this because I remember you talked about it last week. Right. Right. Okay. Another question for you that's related to, well, it's related to all of this, but especially when you have the free download and some people start signing up, but maybe it's, we get, we get caught up in numbers in general. Right. And that's something I know that you have talked about in my intro, you were, we were talking about you, even if you don't have thousands of followers, you can do something, these things successfully. So how, what kind of encouragement can you give somebody if they have the free download, they're starting this nurturing, they're trying to do it all right. They want to have their launch in however many weeks, and maybe they didn't get near as many, um, opt-ins on their freebie as what they wanted. (laughs) I remember being there back in the day for sure. Like two people got it and I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. I want to provide encouraging words and then also a call out. And the encouraging words is it can be done. And then the call out is if you're hella consistent with talking about the, the, the freebie. And what do I mean by that is just like how you hear all of us say, you need to be consistent on Instagram. You need to make sure you're at least talking and showing your face and IG stories. The same thing applies to freebies. Meaning I can't tell you how many times I have clients and students that are like, Lisa, it's day three and only five people opted in. And I'm like, but it's Wednesday and you only talked about it on Monday. Like you have 
to be intentional with talking about it every day. And I don't want it to sound robotic where it's like 12 o'clock and you're like, here's my freebie announcement. It's about being smart and tying it into everything you do. So if you are talking about your coffee and how like it's your morning thing, you can be like, and I'm so glad that I'm looking at the people that have opted into my freebie while I'm drinking my coffee. Then on Tuesday, when you're doing your training, you can say it on addition. If you liked everything I talked about today, I go even deeper in my freebie. Then on Wednesday, you can be like, oh my gosh, look at this comment I got from someone in my freebie. It's talking about it every single day. Why? Because you're creating so much awareness. You're creating so many checkpoints that the person that saw it on Monday that was checking out at Target that didn't have the chance to opt in by Thursday, they're like, oh my God, I've been meaning to do this. I'm so glad about it again. Yes. Let me give you a round of applause. (laughs) That, That deserves it. Yes. I mean, it's, and, and I, and I've experienced that as well. Like, unfortunately, sometimes you like learn the hard way, but I, and I see people do that a lot, um, where we don't realize, like you said, I mean, the, the example of target is perfect. It doesn't always mean that somebody ignored you. We, you know, we also can't take things personally. It doesn't mean, um, that you're such a loser and that nobody signed up. It doesn't have to be that way. You can remember that humans are living their lives. They're busy. Um, if you're, especially if you're, if your audience is, are, are parents, if they're business owners, if they're, I mean, there's a lot going on in people's lives. And so you've got to give them that chance to see it again. hundred percent. I, I had somebody tell me one time, she's not a client of mine. She, but she kind of asked me for advice sometimes on, on, um, social media stuff. And I was like, I, your stuff is just perfect for these Instagram reels. The type of product it is, it really, it really is perfect for it. And I was like, Definitely. You're, you know, you want to get people to see your stuff. It's so cool. It's so fun. Right. She says, I look, I created three reels. Didn't work. Moving on. I was like, hey, <laughs> do you mean three total ever or three yesterday? Like, this is crazy. You know, she really was like threw in the towel bucket. I just tried three and it's not, and I'm like, anyway, it's the same idea. You, you it's not enough. it's not we give you said it in the beginning it's because we are human beings that want that instant gratification yeah I am telling you once it happens and you start hitting these great numbers that's going to be the gratification that you need but do not expect it on day one do not expect it on the third reel that you put out there you have to be hella consistent because you have to almost in some essence train your audience to take the action so yeah yeah if I did that before, I wouldn't even have a business right now. If I stopped after the third try, because. No. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, lot, <laughs> a lot more tries, like 300, 3000. Um, okay. So tell me what else you think, um, when you're nurturing leads during a launch, like what, what are a couple of other little tips and things that people should be doing, whether it's something really small and simple or something a little bit more grand, what do you think? Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to make sure that we broke down everything from a cold lead, warm lead and hot lead is because how I date these individuals looks drastically different because I have the list, right. That knows who these cold leads are, which are the people that just gave me their email list. So it would be a little intimidating if I slid into their DMS and it was like, Oh my God, thank you so much for signing up for my freebie. They'd be like, I signed up for like 10 yesterday. I have no idea who the hell you are. So instead (laughs) what I do (laughs) What I do is I like their most recent post, or I try to find a post that resonates with me in a way that I can build an authentic relationship. So let me give like even a little bit more of an example. I can talk about kids all day long. Why? Because that is my space right now. I freaking love them. Or even talking about potentially having a third one. That's just my head's at. So if someone has a picture of their kids, I'm literally like, oh my gosh, happy birthday to your your son, Spencer. I see he's two. Am I right? I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Please tell me it gets easier. I am doing something that's building relationship. Why? Because I don't even know yet if I want them to be my client. I got to first see if there's a connection. Now my warm leads, I know that they downloaded my freebie. I know that they're opening up my emails, but here's the catch. I've already dated them like my cold lead. So I've already talked about their son, Spencer. I've already talked about other things with them. So now it's a lot easier for me to slide into their DMs to be like, hey girl, listen, I know we've been talking about Disney World for the last couple of weeks, but I gotta be honest. I see that you're really digging my freebie. I wanted to check in. What questions do you have? Because your post yesterday let me realize that this can kind of tie in really nicely in what I'm talking about on page two of my freebie. That doesn't sound creepy. Why? Because I've already established the relationship 
right. with this person. Right. And now my hot leads, they're already asking about my services. We're already talking about all the other great things. So it's a lot easier for me to now do the direct sale to be like, Hey girlfriend, listen, I'm opening up my car doors tomorrow, but because you and I have been like jiving and I'm not going to lie. You're on my dream list already for my clients that I want to have. I want to give it to you for an X discount, but don't tell everyone because I only want it for you. It feels different and it feels real and I'm nurturing you differently. And that's how I, that's how I do it while juggling all these things, because I'm not trying to speak to thousands and thousands of followers. I'm speaking to the list of people that said, Hey, Lisa, I think you're cute. This is why I opt into your freebie. That's how I work it. Oh my gosh. That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm inspired. I'm like, shit, I'm going to take some notes. I should be doing this better. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, I, yeah. And, and that's cool. Like that you said the thing about like you checking them out too. I mean, with, I mean, you know, it's not, not meant to be in a bad way that that's true. Like you never know if you start to have a chat with somebody and then they say some shit that you're like, Whoa, okay, Whoa. this is not, that was weird. Um, or maybe, you know, whatever, because yeah. then you get into working with somebody that you don't jive with and that's a problem. So it's cool for on your side too. It's not just about them. It's about you too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And what I will say is just so if you feel like, well, am I wasting my time then being this intentional? No, because everyone that I didn't turn into a client, they ended up turning in either to a friend or a collaboration partner. So to me, no matter what, all of these intentions were done the right way. So that way I'm still growing my business in some way. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. So do you, okay. So you're talking about like the example here is, you know, they're, they're getting your, your emails. They're definitely opening your stuff and looking at it. Um, and you're exchanging some messages We're we'll stick with the Instagram, um, example. Do you, do you basically like during, during a launch for you and would you advise to really mostly interact with those people? Like, like if your time is super limited, right? Like, should you, maybe you should, that's not the time to be going and discovering new friends all over Instagram. That's the time to focus on those, those specific people, right? For me personally, yes, because I think it's really hard to convert a cold lead into a paying client. Yeah. To me, it's a lot easier that someone, again, if I'm looking at that dating app, if they swiped right to say they think I'm interested, then I now know that, and I'll give it breakdown. I do 30 minutes Monday through Friday. 10 minutes for my cold leads, 10 minutes for my warm leads, 10 minutes for my hot leads. That allows me to be hella intentional on the gram. And I'm human. The days that I end up scrolling even longer than the 30 minutes, if I bring in other cold leads that were not part of my email list, I'm not saying it's only this way. I'm just creating some type of structure because I want to make sure that when I say I have a specific goal, I feel good that I put the intentional things in place and who am I talking to versus just hoping if I build it, they will come. Right. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause I think that that's helpful too, because of, you know, like how we spend our time interacting with people, it, it can turn into a very long situation. And, um, if you're launching, focusing on the people that need your help at that moment, that are maybe going to end up working with you makes, makes more sense. Um, at that time. Okay. So, okay. Before we wrap up, what, what final, like, do you have any final words of wisdom on this whole thing? Even maybe just the overwhelm of the whole thing, it can feel wild. I mean, hopefully some people will just work with you and, and that helps them, you know, navigate it better. But I mean, I feel like it can be really overwhelming if you've never done all this. I think it can be really, really overwhelming and take it, take it from a grain of salt of like, or take it from a lens of, I like to plan. I like to plan just because I have such limited time right now. And to me, what's really helped reduce the overwhelm is having some plan of attack because whether it's me, whether it's another guest speaker on your podcast, everyone's going to have a method, but if you notice everyone's method just is is just about being consistent. So whatever you choose, all I would say is be consistent with that versus trying to change things up in the middle of the launch, because you are looking for that instant gratification, pick the thing and be hella consistent with it. And I guarantee you, you're going to receive results that you're looking for because you were consistent in the method in which you were trying to attract people. Right. Yeah, that's true. Don't, 
don't go changing everything up all in the middle of it. Cause it's not, yeah. And planning. And, you know, I'm glad that you said it. Cause one thing before we go also, I was going to ask you about it's um, just in general about how you structure your time. Right. Cause we talked about how you are working your corporate career. You are working this business that we're referring to right now with launching and, and helping others, but how, like how, you said, you like to plan what else can someone do to help, um, minimize general overwhelm by doing so many things. They want to do these things like how you're doing and they do have children and they do have all these things going on. I mean, how do you do that? So I would say that I have this one method and the one method is I stick to one platform. I stick to one audience and I stick to one offer. Why? Because you and I even joke about this. Like so many people are like, you should go on TikTok. I was like, I could go on TikTok, but I don't know if I would even have time to scroll through TikTok right now. Right. People are like, go to Pinterest. I could go to Pinterest, but again, I don't have time. So I only stick to Instagram. I only have the audience I speak to is corporate side hustlers. Does that mean I only work with corporate side hustlers? Absolutely not. If they come, I'm going to serve them. Yeah. But I try not to speak to all the people and I speak to certain people, a certain person. And my goal is it will happen. I'm just now hella consistent in Instagram and speaking to that one person. And I swear it sounds crazy, but it's definitely reduced either FOMO or this need to, I write, I got to make sure I update my TikTok and then I got to make sure that I update Facebook groups. And I just, unfortunately, I stick to the one thing and I only have one client day. So only Fridays are my client days. So like, it's just, I'm not rigid to make sure that I'm not trying to do all the things all at once. Right. Oh, that's really good advice. Um, because it's not always, everybody's going to be different. And if you're in a situation like you, that makes total sense to just strip it down and prioritize one thing, one platform, like you said, one offer one day, even uh, one, all of these things. That's, that's perfect. Because I think that where I know that for me and probably a lot of other people that where we become so inefficient, um, is the whole multitasking. Like we joke, we joke as moms and, and, and you can, like you, you obviously a mom could do a few things at the same time. We're, we're, we're amazing. But when it comes to like actual important stuff, like trying to make some money and then also caring for your children, it is not, it's a mess when you try to do all the things every day, right? People are like, well, I'll work on my business just two hours in the evening when my kids go to bed or something, but I feel like it doesn't always no, happen I'd that way. <laughs> and drinking wine. Like it's about choosing your it's about choosing your priorities. And don't get me wrong, for those of you that are like, screw that, I want to do I'm not saying that yeah. you have to, but if you're asking the question if someone's really juggling all the things, yep. I found successful is when I streamline it, it makes yep. sense because I also want to make sure I enjoy life. And yep. if I'm too okay. tied my day job and my side business, I won't even be able to enjoy my kids and my husband. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm the same way about the evening time too thing, actually, as we've talked about before. I mean, look, I, I, I just told somebody the other day that was joking with me about it on Instagram. And I was like, I think one of the secrets to my success is the fact that most nights I can't, I mean, every single night, there's some nights where I do have to do some work because life got crazy or whatever, but most nights I pour my wine. I chill. My kids are in bed and I will watch some housewives. And I swear that makes my life better. It really, it, so many people are like, no, oh, you got to keep, keep on hustling. And I, Hey, I am a hustler and I am all about doing the hard work, but damn it to hell. I need to sit and watch my housewives. <laughs> I've got to relax the brain. And that's it's my therapy. It's my unpaid therapy. Yeah. It it's is. How I- it is therapy. I just watched the fourth part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion last night. I was kind of behind on that. Um, woo, baby. That's I came, in, I came in that. I'm a Salt Lake City girl. So I can't even get into Beverly Hills because I'm still just trying to make sure I keep to my show. Salt but, yeah. Lake City is so good. It's, and I want to go there now watching it. I'm like, I've never been. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I think the reason why I, fell, I know I'm going on a tangent, I fell in love with that show because my uh, other job, my state was Utah. So that's probably oh. why I love too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
just getting real over there. Like I was watching the episode before homegirl was going to get arrested and like, oh my gosh. Exactly. I mean, this is like some New Jersey deep drama. It's a very, (laughs) I always want to say, I want to be like, it's very New Jersey of you guys to be getting the the law involved. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't have a talk without bringing up the housewives. Um, we share that love, but okay. Well, thank you so much for all the good information. This was really, really, really good. We have not talked about this much on the show and I know it's really helpful and to break it down for people the way that you did and give your specific examples is just genius. Um, we're going to put all of your stuff in the show notes, of course, but please go ahead and tell everybody how they can find you, your website, um, whatever you got going on, please lay it on me. Yes. So you can find me over at the corporate side hustler. And that's also the name of my website. And it's also the name of my podcast because that's what I do. I am a side hustler with my corporate job. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. Everybody go follow Lisa, go connect with her, especially if you like the housewives, send her a little message message and get a little chat going because you know, we always need our Bravo, our Bravo besties. My husband, Ryan, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, Oh, here, this is what's happening with her and him. And he's like, uh, I start glazing over. I appreciate the connection. Hey, babe, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.